morning. Good morning. Welcome to the Clear Victory. Who's joined the call this morning? Hey, good morning. Good morning. It's Yolandra. Good morning, Yolandra. Happy Thursday, hon. You too. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you again. Good morning, good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Who's joined the call? Good morning. Happy Thursday. Welcome to Declare Victory. I'm Rochelle, your hostess. Who's joined the call this morning? Hey, resilient, restore, Rochelle Hassas. It's Roxy. Good morning. Hi, Moxie, Foxy, Moxie. <laughs> happy Thursday, my love. Yes, happy Thursday, too, sis. Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Happy Thursday. Who's joined the call? Good morning, Sister Lisa. Happy Thursday. God bless everyone on the call. Hey, hey. Good morning, Sister Lisa. Have a great day. You too. Good morning, family. Welcome to the Stephanie, but she steps out for coffee. (laughs) All right. Good morning, Sister Stephanie. Okay. Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Good morning. Happy Thursday. Who's joined the call? Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Who's joined the call this morning and would like to say good morning? For this is the day that the Lord has made. We shall, we will rejoice and be glad in it. Doesn't matter about the circumstances. He is still God, still sitting high, looking low. His hand is stretched across the nation. He cares about you. Be intentional today because he woke you up this morning. Who's joined the call and would like to give God the glory? Good morning, good morning. Good morning, it's Kind Kim. Happy Thursday. Happy Thursday, Kind Kim. To God be the glory. How are you? I'm okay. Thank you. How are you doing? I'm blessed. Yay. I'm glad to hear that. Yes. Have an awesome day. You too, beautiful. 
Good morning, family. Welcome to the Clear Victory. Welcome to breakfast. Welcome. Where we have started to share our first group of the day. Who's joined the call? Would like to say good morning. Good morning, good morning. Hey, real quick, Michelle, while I'm sitting here laughing, thinking about prosperous pal, why, guess what's still ringing in my head? Things to make what? you go, hmm. Things to make you go, hmm. Remember she comes in yesterday? Yeah. Why is she ringing? Things to make you go, hmm. <laughs> yeah. He gives us something to think about because of his honest, if we... Really, really take a look sometimes throughout your day. Just take a look up in the heavens and the skies and just see what you see. He'll be able to show himself mighty to you. You will see things that you didn't even think you would see. If you fix your eyes on him, seek first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness and everything that you're petitioning for, desiring that he will add to it. But seek him first. Things that make you say, hmm. Good morning. Good morning. Declare victory. Is there anyone else that would like to say good morning? Yes, I give thanks to Yahweh, Sabbath, King of hosts. Yes. This is how I fight my battles. This is what I do in the morning. I get up and I play worship music so I can just give him everything that is due unto him. Good morning, family. Who's joining the call and would like to say good morning? Anyone else wants to say good morning before we get started? Okay. Good morning. Good morning. How's everybody doing? It's a blessed day to be alive. It is. Good morning, Sister Stephanie. Make a shout good out morning. to the Lord. You Hallelujah. Know what? It's not always the way you want it to be, but thank God you're here to experience it because there's a brighter tomorrow coming. Right, right. It's a brighter today, too. Let's start here. <laughs> yes, and speak those things that aren't as they were, okay? Yeah. What we look at. As for. they were. Yes, and see them come to pass. All right. Yes, good morning, Sister Stephanie. Thank you. Is there anyone else that would like to say good morning before we get started? All right. If not, if I could please ask you to go ahead and mute your lines. Good morning. Good morning. Happy Thursday. Happy December 14th, 2023. My name is Restore Resilient Rochelle, and I'm your host, hostess this morning. Um, I thank you for joining us here at Declare Victory. We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Friday, starting at 6 a.m. Pacific Standard. 8 a.m. Central Standard and 9 a.m. Eastern Standard to edify, empower, encourage you in your walk with Christ and equip you. Make sure 
to join us during the month of December, where our monthly theme is entitled Friendship. Each declare will focus on the importance and value of friendship, encouragement, compassion, kindness, forgiveness, and love for one another. Make sure you invite a friend so that they can be blessed as well. Ladies, there's one announcement tonight. Uh, please join us tonight for the women's call, Walk It Out, hosted by Ms. Lisa Porter, Living Water. They are studying the book, The Bait of Satan, by John Bevere. The call takes place right here by calling in the same number for, from 6 to 7 p.m. Pacific Standard, 8 to 9 Central Standard, and 9 to 10 Eastern Standard. Um, let me see. Checking for prayer requests on the app. So on the app, we have no new prayer requests. We will continue to keep each each one up in prayer. We will continue to declare victory in our lives. And for those who can't declare victory, we will uphold them and support them and uh, intercede for them. The order of the call, Pray and Corporate Praise, is brought to you by Yolandra. The declaration is brought to you by Tanya. Again, second, um, I'll repeat the order of the call. Prayer and corporate praise will be brought to you by Yolandra. The declaration will be brought to you by Tanya. Then we will go right into closing comments hosted by the declare. The scripture for today is Ecclesiastics chapter 4, verses 9 through 12. Two people are better off than one, for they can help each other succeed. If one person falls, the other can reach out and help. But someone who falls alone is in real trouble. Likewise, two people lying close together can keep each other warm. But how can one be warm alone? A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back, back, to back and conquer. Three are even better, for a triple braided cord is not easily broken. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. At this time, I remind you to please mute your lines as we go to the throne of grace. I now pass the call to the prayer warrior. Have an awesome day, you guys. Good morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Jesus. Oh, Holy Spirit, we welcome you right now into this place. We invite you in so that you can be present, Lord, so that your uh, spirit, Lord, can guide us. Lord Jesus, we invite you in right now. Lord God, your word says whenever two or three are gathered, that you are there in the midst, Lord. So we thank you for your word. We thank you because it's mighty and strong. We thank you because... Uh, it is never void or devoid, Lord God. It is always rich, Lord God, and purposeful. Hallelujah. So we thank you right now in the name of Jesus, God. Everyone under the sound of my voice, God, please be with them this day and their loved ones as we go out in the marketplace, Lord Jesus. Uh, provide opportunities to speak of your greatness and your wonder, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. God, we understand, Lord God, that you that you love us, Lord God. And Lord, we strive to be uh, 
like the love that you have for David, Lord God. Uh, he, he was the apple of your eye, God, and we, Lord God, are grateful, God, that you love us all the same, Lord, that you're not uh, 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 prejudiced or stereotypical or anything like that, Lord God. You love us all the same, Lord God, and you loved us first, Lord God. So help us to remember, Jesus, that you are not only our Savior, you are not only our respite and our refuge, you are not only our protector, you are not only our provider, Lord Jesus, hallelujah, God, you are more, you are more, but not only more than a conqueror, Lord God, more than anything, Lord God, you are um, our friend, Lord Jesus, you call us friend, Lord God, what an honor, Lord God, what an honor for such despicable people that we can be, God, but we strive, Lord Jesus, hallelujah, we strive, God, to be more like you, God, we strive, Lord Jesus, hallelujah, to be more uh Friendly, Lord God, it's especially to those that are hard to love, Jesus. Hallelujah. God, I pray right now for every person under the sound of my voice, those unspoken prayer requests, Lord God. Lord Jesus, you know what they are. Lord God, I'm asking you to comfort Stephanie right now and her family, Lord, for the loss of her mother, Lord Jesus. Oh, God, we all know that we all have to go, Lord Jesus. So I just pray, Lord God, that we go, that when we go, Lord Jesus, that our spirit, Lord God, and our work here, Lord, is uh, sufficient. And we know that we are not uh, judged upon our good works. But, God, we want to love you as best we can. So, God, I pray that you just be with Stephanie right now, Lord God. Comfort her and her family and the loss of her mother, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. God, I come to you right now in the name of Jesus. This month we're talking about friendship, Lord God, and we learned what friendship is, Lord God, and we've learned or have been reinforced about what friendship isn't, Lord God, and we've uh, heard about the smell of friendship, Lord God. Lord God, and we've learned about the cross, Lord God. Hallelujah. God, um, friendship can be taken uh, and reviewed uh, in so many different aspects, God. So I thank you, Jesus, for each uh, the declaration that's come forth by each of the declarers thus far. Oh, God, enrich us with your, with your word, Lord God. Enrich us with your teaching, Lord God. Please don't let it fall on deaf ears, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Let it open our heart and open our minds, Lord God, for the more, Lord God. We want the more, God. We want more of you, Jesus. Hallelujah. So, God, I ask, Lord God, that whatever thorn that we are bearing, Lord Jesus, whatever cross uh, or burden, Lord God, hallelujah, God, that we must carry, Lord God. Oh, God, help us to make peace with it, Lord God. In other words, Lord God, help us to be in acceptance, Lord God, because that cross is your will for our lives. Hallelujah. Oh, God, help us to be uh, more open, uh, less defensive, Lord God, uh, less 
resist it. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Let's resist it to our cross, Lord God. And, Lord Jesus, we ask, Lord God, in those times, Lord God, that we will recognize our assignment. Hallelujah. God, that we will say, where is my assignment, Lord God? Hallelujah. God, where is my Simon? God, hallelujah. God, I bless your magnificent and mighty name. I am just so full of you, God. Hallelujah. I'm so grateful for your presence uh, in my life and in our lives, God. We pray that you show up, Lord God, and show out, Lord God. Oh, Heavenly Father, show us your glory. So I bless your name. I bless your name. I bless your name. And grateful, God. Hallelujah. Grateful, 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 grateful. Hallelujah. Grateful, God, that we know the truth, Lord God. Grateful, God, hallelujah, that we will not be moved or swayed by anything other than your word, hallelujah. Grateful, God, that we're rooted, Lord God, that our foundation is thick, Lord God, and our foundation is solid, hallelujah. Grateful, God, for every mountain you've took us up, Lord God, every valley you sat with us in, God. Grateful, hallelujah, that you woke us up this morning, hallelujah, grateful. Jesus. Thank you, God, that you uh, gave us uh, the ability to breathe and move and, and think and have our being for another day, God. Grateful, God, that you will never leave or forsake us, God. Hallelujah. Grateful, God, that you loved us first. Grateful, Jesus. Hallelujah. That you bled, Lord God, and you were scorned for our sakes. God, I'm grateful. There is no greater friend I know, God. Help us to recognize it, Lord God. Help us to strive, Lord God, to be more obedient to your word, God. Help us to strive, Lord God, to be more loving and kind, particularly to those who are uh, unloving or unkind, Lord God. Hallelujah. Grateful, God, hallelujah, that you've given us the the ability to exercise our own free will and super grateful, God, that we have come into the fold, that we made a decision that I, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. So I bless your name right now. Thank you, God. I thank you, God. I love you, God. I need you, God. We need you, God. We love you, God. So we come here every morning, God, to get more of you, God, to help to understand more of you, God, all the different dimensions and aspects and complexities of you, God. We need it. We love it. We thank you for it. And we're grateful, God, that you call us friend. Hallelujah. So, God, uh, I ask that we would all take our phones off of mute and praise you for the magnificent sovereignty that you are. You are wonderful. You are great. You are mighty. You are kind. 
Before you go, I just want to make sure you can hear me clearly. Clearly, clearly. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much, Rochelle, for um, hosting and greeting. I hear some background noise, so I'm going to ask again. Perhaps you're a new caller. Are you moving around, getting ready for work or to get the kids off the school? Please mute your line, everyone. If you could please, I hear a television or a radio or I don't know. Do people still use radio? Anyway, thank you. The noise is gone. Uh, and so if you're going to be moving around today, I'm going to ask that periodically. You just, as you move, make that movement, just check your phone. These phones are so smart, they can jump off mute almost or uh, seemingly by themselves. Um, I don't think I told this story last week, but I want to, if I did, please forgive me. Charge it to my head, not my heart, because I don't want to waste your time, nor do I want to waste my words. But 
this just popped up in my mind as um as I was uh, as as Yolanda was um uh, uh leading us in prayer and again thank you for the prayer uh Yolanda and before I I get into the lesson my mom celebrated her 91st birthday yesterday now I, my mom has outlived her parents her parents died in their early 60s um she's outlived all of her siblings she had two brothers and a sister uh everyone is gone now she has pretty much outlived her entire am i muted you guys i just heard the recording can y'all hear me i'm gonna assume you can anyway yes can. okay all right so anyway, she, um, I believe she is the oldest surviving relative of her generation, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I think that's, that's pretty unique. Uh, I want to say that I believe that my, my mom has lived as long as she has uh, as a reward of her faithfulness to the kingdom work that uh, she and my dad have um, uh, lived out for well over 50 years in ministry, uh, but 66 uh, years being married. So shout out to my mom, even though she's not on the call, and I'm so glad that she is still here. Uh, it was ironic that uh, we got together, just me and a couple of my kids, my sister, her daughter, and um, my father, we were just sitting at the table chopping it up and uh, at at some point, I got up and showered my dad with kisses and hugs and did the same thing to my mom. And it was just a blessing to be able to do that. So anyway, anyway, um, I, I, I uh, as Yolanda was preparing to hand the call off to me, I had a visual of being in, at Portola uh, Junior High School. <laughs> Junior High School back in the day was uh, the way that... Uh, the school system, San Francisco Unified School District, was set up is that we had the the grades were broken up. I believe kindergartners to the sixth grade, junior high school, which is now middle school, was seventh to ninth, and high school was the tenth to the twelfth grade. And they came along and they changed all that, but that's how it was when I was growing up. And so, um, as a seventh grader, I think, coming into junior high school. And I went to Portola Junior High School right off of Silver Avenue in San Francisco. I forget what street it's on right now, but whatever, it doesn't matter. If you're not from the city, you don't know where it is anyway. But uh, the school's name is now Philip Burton. And that was Portola uh, uh, Junior High School. And, you know, we had just, you know, we were the babies of the school. We had just graduated from elementary school where we were, you know, top dog as sixth graders and we were we would we would write notes. As a matter of fact, I think we still wrote notes we wrote notes even in the sixth grade. You know, somebody liked you and they didn't have the um they didn't have the courage, a guy liked you, uh he didn't have the courage to uh come up to you and tell you he liked you or whatever and Oh, we wrote notes. <laughs> it, what it was was texting without the electronics. <laughs> we wrote notes, and I remember, I remember somebody wrote me a note, and a friend of mine passed the note to me. She probably read it, but 
she passed a note to the from this guy. I don't even remember who the guy was. And do you like me? If you, if you do, check yes or no. And I, I guess I checked yes. I don't remember. I just had the image of the passing of notes while class was going on. And we're still passing notes today. They're just called text messages, and we're able to do so digitally. We don't have to have anybody pass notes, although we can because we can forward a text message to somebody, and whether you want to want them to or not, they can forward that message to somebody else. Anyway, I just had that thought. Um, this morning I woke up. Uh, I probably got about two hours sleep. Um, I had a wonderful time. Uh, and I'm going to get to the lesson. I'm just talking because we're friends. We're just chopping it up, right? I'm letting you know how life is going. You know, yesterday was December 13th, and yesterday was a beautiful day for me. Um, I spent uh, part of the day with somebody, uh, I, well, with I spent part of the day, excuse me, with my children, part of the afternoon with my children, and um, it was so refreshing. Uh we ended up having an organic conversation about um, God versus religion, completely organic. And I remember stopping saying, I would stop periodically and say, do you understand? And I, I watched their body language and I paid attention to the vibe, the feeling that was in the room. And we'll talk about that a little bit later on in the declaration. But um, the, the conversation was primarily with my grandson. I call him Dutta. He is, I am declaring over his life, he is going to be a top pick in uh, the NFL in just a few more years. Uh, he has the speed of Elijah because I told him that. And the Lord, the Lord said, don't worry, we're going to get to some word and we're going to get to friendship. I told him that when I prophesied uh, the word that and gave him a word of knowledge, the word of knowledge that God gave me for him. And I anointed his feet. I anointed his ankles, and I anointed I anointed his his shins, I anoint his leg muscles, and when I got to his leg muscles, they felt like bricks, and I anointed his the bottom portion of his thighs, his knees, and I anointed his hips, and I told him how God was going to use him uh, to run for him, and how God was going to use him even on the football. Hallelujah. Even on the football field, and now it's making sense to me why he has these questions about repenting and why, because that was his first question. Can you explain to me what it means to repent? Oh, yes, babe, I can explain to you. I'm going to use some metaphors and I'm going to use <laughs> some idioms to explain that. Anyway, we had it went from one topic to the next, and I recall saying, Do you understand? I could see I understood, I could see when he had a question. And I, I stopped, I paused to ensure that I was relaying the communication that he desired effectively. Um, at any rate, it was a wonderful evening. It was a wonderful evening. I believe that God was glorified and the enemy, as Christina would, Christina Joy would say, the enemy was terrified or everything she say, he was horrified because uh, this I'm passing the word on to my my son to to my seed to my seed it is my son son at any rate i want to get into the word uh uh this song popped up into my 
mind as I walk about to something this morning. It's a familiar song that some of you might remember by Israel Hooten. I am a friend of God. Uh, the, the intro goes, I am a friend of God. I'm a friend of God. I am a friend of God. He calls me friend. And this first verse that I'll share with you is that, who am I that you're mindful of me? Is it true that you're thinking of me? How you love me, it's absolutely amazing. So let me give you some scripture. I'm going to give you the uh, contextual and foundational text. And I'm going to be reading from the Message Bible. Just because it's a little lengthy today, I want to read. Uh, 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 it'll be about 17 verses. Don't worry. It won't put you to sleep because I'm going to use voice inflection uh, to relay the emotion and the feeling behind the text. You ready? It's John 15, verses 1 through 17. And I'm reading from the message. Again, that's St. John, which is found in the New Testament. Matthew, Luke, Mark, John. Um, I am the vine, and my father is the farmer. He cuts off every branch of me that doesn't bear grapes. And every branch that is grape-bearing, he prunes back so it will bear even more. You are already pruned back by the message I've spoken. Live in me. Make your home in me just as I do in you. In the same way that a branch can't bear grapes by itself, but only by being joined to the vine, you can't bear fruit unless you're joined with me. I am the vine, you are the branches. When you're joined with me and I with you, the relation, the relation, the relation intimate and organic, or excuse me, organic, the relation <laughs> intimate and organic, the harvest is sure to be abundant. Separated, you can't produce a thing. Anyone who separates from me is dead wood, gathered up and thrown on the bonfire. But if you make yourselves at home with me and my words are at home in you, you can be sure that whatever you ask will be listened to and acted upon. This is how my father shows who he is. When you produce grapes, when you mature as my disciples, I've loved you the way my father has loved me. Make yourselves at home in my love. If you keep my commands, you'll remain intimately at home in my love. That's what I've done, kept my father's commands and made myself at home in his love. I've told you these things for a purpose, that my joy might be your joy and your joy wholly mature. <clears throat> Excuse me. This is my command. Love one another the way I love you. This is the very best way to love. Put your life on the line for your friends. You are my friend when you do the things I command you. I'm no longer calling you servants because servants don't understand what their master is thinking and planning. No, I've named you friends because I've let you in on everything I've heard from the Father. You didn't choose me. Remember, I chose you and put you into the world to bear fruit, fruit that won't spoil. As fruit bearers, whatever you ask the Father in relation to me, he gives you. 
But remember the root command, love one another. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading and the hearing of the word, as the church folks would say. So that's the scripture, contextually and foundationally, because I want you to understand how this set of scripture relates. And somebody, I need you to please mute. You might be moving around. Maybe you just joined the call. But to protect the integrity of the call, please mute. Give me one second, guys. I'm sorry, I hung myself up. Can y'all hear me? Still can, yes, Tina. I'm sorry, sorry about that. I, yeah, we hear you. Thank you, thank you so much. All right, everybody go ahead and go back on mute. So I wanted to give you the context <clears throat> for the foundation of the scripture, as I just said. Um, have you ever wondered why the Bible uses fruit, seed, planting, et cetera, so often. Don't don't answer the question. This is you can answer it while you're on mute, but don't take your phone off mute. In part, it's because the Israelites, the children of Israel, they lived in an agrarian society. So um, they planted and harvested harvested all things pertaining to food. They they grew. They well, you don't grow animals, but they. <laughs> <laughs> they kept, well, they do grow up, but you don't grow them. That's not the proper term. But, you know, they had livestock. They um, they they milked their cows and their goats for, for the milk that they needed. They um, planted all of their food. All of it was an agrarian society. So when they needed groceries, they exited their dwelling place, walked to the garden or the field, and took or, or extracted what they needed. They harvested what they needed. They didn't go to Costco and Whole Foods and Trader Joe's and stuff like that. They grew their own food and everything was organic. The Bible was written using examples. So it uses metaphors, which are symbols, descriptions, examples, etc. The Bible also uses idioms, phrases, jargon, slang, slang for that time, right? Um, and all of these terms um, and all of this, these various styles of communication were relatable to the current audience, i.e. the Israelites. And so we know that we live in the 21st century. And sometimes for us, relating to the scripture can be a little bit different for us because we are not in an agrarian society. We are, um, <laughs> we are technology-based, digital-based. Um, video, but everything, technology, you think about it, artificial intimidation. Lord have mercy. Help me, Jesus. Let me slow down. Artificial intimidation. Let me tell you something. <laughs> intimidation can be artificial, but it can also be very, very real. Um, that has nothing to do with friendship because friends don't intimidate each other. However, <laughs> that's a tidbit for somebody. If you got a person calling you their friend and they intimidate you, mm -mm, run, 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 Forrest, run. Anyway, let's get back to the text. I was talking about an agrarian society um, and how that Jesus used terms relatable to 
the folks, the audience that he was teaching. He often spoke about sowers, reapers, seeds, planting, and the like, uh, i.e., the text that I just read in John 15. He's talking about grapes. He's talking about vines. He's talking about vineyards. So for us, let me give you this little, let me have a teachable moment right now. For some people, they feel like reading the Bible is just hard. It's, I can't relate, blah, 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 blah. So I always encourage people um, to, when you're first starting out, to use a version other than the King James Version, even though the King James Version is the most authentic. It's not perfect, but it's the most authentic with regards to it being translated, because you all may or may not know, the Bible was translated from Hebrew and Greek to English. And so whenever you're translating text, whenever you're translating words from one language to another, sometimes, and I know we've said this before, but I want to make sure the audience that I'm talking to, um, there may be some people that are new to the call, don't understand this, so bear with me about those of you who know this information. It may be a refresher for others. It's important to know that there certain words and phrases can be lost in translation because there is no word um, in the English language for the word that was being translated from Hebrew or Greek and vice versa, right? So the so King James was not a perfect man. He was a, a man that God used. Listen to me. He was a man that God used to translate the Bible so we could have what we have right now. And from that, many other versions were birthed, the New International Version, the New Living Translation, the Message Translation. We have, I don't know how many translations of the Bible that we can pick and choose from. So where I'm going with this is, if when you're reading the love letter, the love letters that God allowed and, and bestowed the honor on King James to assemble all of this, he is not the author of the Bible. He was just used by God to assemble these love letters so that we could have them readily and a, ready and available at the, at the at the touch of a of a button on our screen on our phone or picking up the Bible. We could pick it up and shift through the pages, and we could mark it up. We can use a highlighter, and we can highlight certain scriptures. I know you can do that electronically, too, but it's something about marking up, uh, or for me, marking up, use, marking up my sword, customizing my sword, if you will, highlighting it, writing notes to myself in the passages of the scripture. And there are ways for you to do that electronically as well, uh, but it's something about seeing the visual, picking it up, customizing as i said my sword let me let me let me digress just a minute put a pin in that customizing my sword is where i left off i'm gonna actually make a note for that because this isn't this i'm gonna go off the beaten path for a minute because i want to show you something the bible um says that our the word of god is sharper than any too quick and sharper than any two-edged sword would you agree don't take your phone off mute you can shake your head i won't see you but you can shake your head or you can say yes audibly it doesn't matter whether i hear you or see you but i want you to be engaged in what i'm saying it's quick it's sharper than any two-edged sword now a sword is used as a weapon and swords were used back in the day in in, in uh, uh biblical times that was the major weapon of choice a knife or a sword because they didn't have guns and ammunition yet came along later later so we have 
this sword. And I don't know if you know this, but swords were um, made in bulk, but swords could also be customized. Sometimes they would, it was the particular metal that they used. It, it might have been the metal that was used. They might have put an inscription on the sword or it was the handle that was you that used they 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 wielded it they customized it for the the particular user's hand they customized it so that um and and the weight of the sword all swords did not weigh the same thank you holy spirit they customized may they may have put a particular inscription on the handle or maybe the butt of the sword at any rate all swords were not made equal yes there were those that were made in bulk but many many especially the kings and people uh, of nobility their swords were customized Tanya where are you going when we take our word when we take the word and we are studying not just reading and we customize our word the love letters given to us by our friend God made sure that we had these love letters he made sure that we had these instructions to understand how to be his friend he went to great lengths to ensure that the words that he gave to people over centuries were all assembled and put together so that we could then go back and read this information. So learning how to be his friend or have a relationship with him would not be a great mystery. We could find the answers to the questions that we have simply by searching the scriptures. And the search today is not really, really hard. Today, um, back in the day when I used my sword and I began to customize my sword, I needed, I needed a written concordance and I had to physically look up words. I couldn't do a Google search for a particular Bible scripture because there was no Google at the time. But today, I can take my old school knowledge because I'm an OG today. Uh, I could take my old school knowledge and I can combine it with new school tools to be able to be an effective uh, Bible student, to be an effective teacher, to be an effective parent who teaches her children and her grandchildren the word of God as I did yesterday. Um, but on yesterday, I didn't even have a Bible. I didn't even pull out a Bible because the Holy Spirit rose up within me and he gave me the scripture that I should use at just the right point. And it is the Holy Spirit who allowed me to be friend yesterday to my children and my grandchildren and my great-grandchildren, my great-granddaughter, as we sat around the table and enjoyed a meal, uh, a, a physical meal, as well as a spiritual meal, uh, and, and we drank uh, from the cup of Mima's sweet tea uh, and, and, and ate Mima's sesame chicken, uh, which they love. We Those things that we love that are familiar comfort food, yeah, and we shared the word of God who he left for his friends so we wouldn't have to wonder. We wouldn't have to walk around in uh, not really knowing um, or, or, or misunderstanding who God is ultimately to us. But today I'm talking about God, the G Jesus, the God, God, the Jesus, Jesus, the God, because they are one and the same. So let me get back to, I talked to you about customizing my sword and how I marked it up with a highlighter and wrote notes in it um, because I was customizing. I was allowing the word to be, um, I was, uh, the word that says, hide the thy word, I will hide the word in my heart so I won't sin against me. And every time I would highlight something, every time I would write a note in the margin or um, 
or I would type out something. What I was doing is I was hiding the word in my heart, not because I'm ashamed of it, but so that I could use it like I did last night, pull it out at any time. Didn't necessarily have to tell him where it was found. It's important to a Bible scholar, but it's not important per se to somebody who's just listening on the edge of their seat because they you know, they may or may not know where Matthew is found or where John is found. What's important is the word. And so um, as we customize the word of God and make it relevant to us, it's a way for us deepening our relationship, our friendship with God. Please use your your line. We hear your conversations. Everybody, please check your line. Thank you. Um, It's common knowledge among public speakers, that is, anyone who engages an audience of one or many, uh, that you must know your audience, that is, their age, their education, their background, ethnicity, their beliefs, their profession, etc. You must use relatable examples. You must use verbal communication. Um, that is understandable, a language they will understand. Uh, You must use, uh, uh, it's good to use appropriate nonverbal communication. In other words, gestures and body language. Here's a Tanya, not Tanya nugget. Speakers generate more emotion and interest through nonverbal communication. Uh, A speaker's body can effectively emphasize and clarify their words while reinforcing their sincerity and enthusiasm. You can even use nonverbal communication when singing a song. And depending on what song you're singing, you know, anyway, I'm not going to go there. I'm just going to leave that, I'm gonna leave that there. Voice inflection is, is used to change the tone or the pitch of our voice while speaking to convey a more specific meaning or insight about our feelings. Jesus mastered public speaking, and he taught his disciples to do the same. Here's another Tanya, not Tanya moment. Yeah, yeah, but what does that have to do with friendship? Everything. Everything. Remember, people who engage others must be effective communicators, which applies to friendship. If I, so when I, when I think about me, Dini, Sabrina, Simone, when I think about us, we we communicate effectively, and and most of the time we're texting. We don't really have time to be calling each other, talking on the phone. And at the end of the day, I'm not a real phone person. It I, I'm just not. I, when I got something to say to you, I'll say it. But I'm not somebody that needs to talk to you every single day for for you know hours upon hours. That's not just who I am. I might do that for special people, but you know, at the end of the day, that's not my norm for every day. Not required. For my friends, that's not required of us. That's not required for me. However, when do when we do communicate, it needs to be effective communication. So there's no gray areas. There's no misunderstanding. You know, sometimes when you text, you may not be clear on what you're saying. You might use the wrong uh, emoji. You might use the wrong, you know what I'm saying? You might use the wrong gift. The, like, you got to be really clear about the what you're sending, you want to be want to be crystal clear, so there's no misunderstanding. Um, also, the use of nonverbal communication and voice inflection is really important. Like when I'm excited, I they know I'm excited because my voice changes, the pitch changes, the tone changes. You get what I'm saying? Don't take your phone off you. Um, or or um, the metaphors or the idioms that I use to explain or relay a message 
All of these points are necessary. Everything that I just went over about nonverbal communication, all that stuff is necessary in relationship building and the maintenance of the relationship. Let's go a little bit deeper. Um, recall I used uh, the, the song, I, w I was reminded of the song, I Am a Friend of God. Let, let, me, let me ask you some questions. Again, you're not going to take your phone off mute, but these are the questions that came up as I thought about that song. I am a friend of God. Israel, really? Really? Are you a friend of God? How are you a friend of God? How, how, can, how can Israel sing that song with such belief and conviction? Because if you could Google the song, I am a friend of God, if you have Apple, um, you could just go to iTunes and you can, you can listen to it. You don't have to download it. You can listen to it if you're not familiar with it. Or you might want to listen to it just because you haven't listened to it in a while, just to hear the song, right? He sings that song with conviction. How, how does he identify as God's friend? Did God send him a friend request? Are they following each other on social media? How does that work? Though Israel's song sounds individualistic, which is the norm for Northern Americans. We are in an individualistic society. I've got to do me. I need time for me. I don't need no friends. I can do life all by myself. I, 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 me, 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 me. <laughs> me, myself, and I. You got a whole committee of one, right? And somebody read a scripture earlier today. I think it was today. I think um, Rochelle wrote, read the scripture. If she didn't, I, I, it, it's coming to mind. Um, um, a, a, a friendship, and I'm paraphrasing, that's a three-stranded cord is not easily broken. And when one friend falls, the other one can easily pick them up. But baby, listen here. If you fall, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let me tell Okay, I'm going to digress for just a minute. This is a true... <laughs> This is a real life story. I'm looking at where I just left off, and I promise I'm going to get back. When I was a kid, I going to junior high school, Portola Junior High School. Uh, I grew up when my family was very religious. My family is still pretty religious. I'm not as religious as they are, but my, they still have those beliefs, right, many of those beliefs. And so it was a sin to wear pants, even for me, and I wasn't professing to wear – I wasn't – I wasn't professing salvation – because we, my family had to be the example. Man, I should be all messed up. Sabrina, can I get some sessions? Oh, um, we can barter something. It's like I, I might need some help to get me through <laughs> some of this stuff that I went through as a kid. So anyway, um, I had to wear skirts and dresses all the time, and they had to be just above my knee. Otherwise, it was going to be considered a mini dress. So I was very self-conscious about it because everybody else, it's wearing bell bottoms and jeans and this, that, and the other, and come hell or high water, even if it was pouring down raining, I'm wearing a dress. I didn't understand it. I couldn't explain it, but it, I stuck out like a sore thumb. I only wore a dress or a skirt every day, come hell, high water, hot weather, cold weather, rainy weather, you name it, I'm wearing a dress or a skirt. and. Um, I was so self-conscious, and I had really, really, really long hair, um, very long, thick hair that also made me stick out. Weaves were not popular then. Um, extensions were not popular then. Um, but I have this long hair, and I'm a little cute, you know. Uh, and so I was so self-conscious that I wore a coat every day. Every day I wore a coat. And so the coat that was selected for me at the beginning of the school year was very important 
because it became my friend. It became my armor. Now, mind you, I, I didn't remember this until just right now. Um, and so one day I was walking home from school. I was walking down the street. I maybe, maybe I was 14, 13 or 14. And I had, <laughs> I'm sorry. I have my hands in my, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm not crying. I'm laughing because this was so dumb. I have my hands in my pocket. And I want you to re- I want you to picture this kid walking down the street by themselves. And I was walking on the edge of the curb. I had my hands in both pockets. I loved coats with pockets because I didn't carry a person. No backpack, back, no backpack because backpacks are not um, really popular then. We might have called them knapsacks, um, or we might have had a school bag, but backpacks were not yet popular. So I'm walking down the street. I have my hands in my pocket. And I'm walking on the edge of the curb. Can you picture it in your mind? And I tripped or something. I fell. It's a wonder that I didn't bust my head open. Thank God I didn't. I didn't hurt myself. The problem. I'm sorry. The problem is that... I could not get up right away because my hands were in my pocket. So I had to roll. I'm sorry, guys. I had to roll over. I had to roll over. And this is a very busy street. Um, Gilman, very busy street. I literally have tears in my eyes. I had to roll over and struggle to get my hands out of my pocket. Anyway, I'm sorry. It was just a moment that I had. Had I had a friend, had I had a friend, they would have been able to help me out. But I didn't. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. All right. Let me get back to the lesson. It's important to have friends. It's really important to have friends. But I promise I'm going to get to the get back. That was just a visual that I had. Sabrina probably won't need the counseling now. I got it out. Anyway, let's get back. Let me start with the questions that I had about Israel Hooten and his conviction about calling himself as a friend of God. Because, you know, if you think about it, if you grew up in church back in the day, some of the Sunday school teachers or some of the preachers may have, or some of the old church mothers or some of the, the, the mean ushers who should have been, I don't know what ministry they should have had, but they should not have been at the door greeting people or whatever, but they were. Maybe they should have been in the hospitality back in the kitchen where they didn't have to deal with people. I don't know. But there was always somebody in a church that was mean. Or there was somebody in a church, at least some of the churches that I went to, who reminded you that God was going to punish you and that sin is sin, sin, sin. Every now and then they would talk about the love, but the, the, uh, the narrative, the narrative was sin and going to hell. I was talking to a friend the other day and he said, you know, I remember growing up in church and this, this, this man, the youth pastor at the time told him, you know, had a, had a word for him that he was like 16, I think, or something like that. And he said that God told him that, you know, the enemy was trying to kill him. And he, he, it was, it's several things that happened to him in his short life and, and some more things happened to him later. And so they, the man gave him this word of knowledge, but he didn't tell him, you know, you need to get saved because the devil is trying to kill you. Okay. Why is he trying to kill me? I don't have nothing. You know, I'm living in the projects. I'm poor. I ain't got nothing. What do you want from me? 
nobody poured into him to let him know what it means to be saved, what it means to maintain a life with, with God, what it means to be a friend of God. Nobody really poured into him. So he grew up afraid of God. He grew up afraid of going to hell. He didn't grow up learning about, and I hope you parents and grandparents and uncles and cousins and stuff are listening to me. Our children need to know about the love of God. They need to understand that God is their friend. They need to understand, even the adults, but I, for some reason, um, the children are on my heart right now because they can grow up with a misconception of God like I did in some instances and like my friend because we went to the same church. And I remember that narrative, and it's not necessarily anybody's fault. It wasn't their objective to to really talk about sin and, and put us in, in fear of God. Um, they did what they thought was best, right? Today, I understand and I've made a decision to teach about God differently, about God being our friend and he loves us just like we are. He just doesn't want us to stay that way. So if I'm getting high every day, he doesn't want us. He loves you. He don't want you getting high every day. If you're stealing and lying and whatever else you do, he still loves you. Just doesn't want you to keep doing that. He has something better for you, all right? So let's get back to Israel's question. How can he sing that song, I am a friend of God, with such belief and conviction? How does he identify as God's friend? Again, did God friend him? They following each other on social media? Though Israel's song sounds individualistic, the objective is for the listener to personalize the lyrics. I am a friend of God. I am a friend of God. I am a friend of God. He calls me friend. You know, like I am a friend of God. But what proof does Israel have that he, that we are God's friend? If we unpack our foundational text, that will give us the answer to our question. First, the word friend is used consecutively three times in our foundational text. As a rule, when a word is used consecutively within a set of scriptures, the writer is emphasizing that particular word. In this case, the word is friend. Verse 13, so John 15, verse 13 from the new NIV version. It says, greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. Friends willingly make sacrifices for each other. Jesus willingly, willingly died for us, his friends. 14th verse, you are my friend if you do what I command. We know and identify as friends to God, to Jesus, through our obedience. Not arguing about what he's telling us to do not justifying ourselves, our sin, but being obedient. Verse 15, I no longer call you servants because a servant doesn't know, excuse me, a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I've called you friends for everything that I learned from my father, I have made known to you. Friends trust each other with intimate, valuable, personal information. I know today, <clears throat> I know today that I can share personal, 
intimate details with Jesus, and he will not betray my confidence. The circle of friends that I have, I know that I can share personal details with them, and they will not betray my confidence because we've built trust in one another. Okay, verse 16, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last, and so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. Now, listen, one of the reasons that Jesus wants us to bear fruit is so that there will be no discrepancy, there will be no issues when it comes down to the request that we make of the Father in Jesus' name. Jesus is the hookup. You cannot get to the Father except you go through the Son, the Son being Jesus. Now, you might think it's fair, excuse me, unfair. You might think that there are many paths to God. Sweetie, I'm telling you there are not. There is one path, and that path is through his Son, Jesus Christ. But that's not fair. Well, guess what? Life is not fair. Guess what? It wasn't fair for him to be beaten with a cat of nine tails, be given 39 to 40 lashes with his back and entrails and his, his, his back a bloody mess, his, his intestines hanging out, blood streaming down his head, his temples, all in his eyes, being, being terrorized and, and beaten um, throughout the night. None of that stuff was fair. But he did that as your friend because that was the price he was willing to pay as your friend. So you wouldn't have to pay that price. So I wouldn't have to pay that price. And then on top of that, he is uh, laying on a uh, rugged cross. When I say rugged, it's not smoothed over. It's not sanded down and shellac so it's nice and smooth. It's a tree. <laughs> it's, a, it's part of a tree. It's, it got splinters, it, it's got jagged edges, and they lay them, I don't, and I don't think they lay them, you know, um, very softly on the, get down there, I started to cut, anyway, whatever, get up, you know, lay down there, and then they, they nail him to the cross, stand it up, slam it in the ground, right, and he's hanging on the cross, friends, it's my friend doing this for me, making ultimate sacrifices for me. Because I know you're probably wondering, why are you saying all that? What's that got to do with friends? I'm telling you, remember the scripture earlier, no greater love than, that, 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 that he has for, than a friend that would lay down his life. Not, not, Jesus' life wasn't taken from him. He voluntarily, oh, man, it's seven, okay, I'm going to wind it up. He voluntarily gives it up. I get so passionate talking about what my friend did for me that I go a little long-winded. But I'm going I'm to wrap it up. I'm at the last, last, last verse. Um, let me read 16 one more time. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last, and and so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. Friendship is a choice in which both parties must comply willingly. Forced relationships are not friendships. They could be manipulations. They could be other things, but they are not true. Um, fr- they are not um, health, let me say this, they are not healthy relationships. It's a relationship, it's just not healthy. Last scripture, the 17th verse, this is my command, love each other. Friends, love each other. That's my message for today. I pray that something that I said 
is um, was helpful to you. Uh, I pray that something that I said, that it, you'll be able to chew on this today. Um, what I mean by that is that you'll be able to go back and think about it. Um, if you miss some points, go back and listen to the playback. Um, but we're going to transition now into the love, life, and victory portion of the call. Um, we're going to extend uh, an opportunity for you to be greeted today with um, a virtual hug. And our virtual hug is just saying good morning to you uh, as you say good morning. If you would just state your name, please, and say good morning. We're not asking any questions at this point. Um, but we're going to open it to our men first. First-time callers or first-time speakers. You've called before, but you've never said good morning. And today, for some reason, you feel the friendly environment and you feel safe enough to say good morning. After that, it'll be open to everybody when we finish greeting. We're going to ask questions if you have them. We're going to make statements if you have them. If you want to laugh at my little funny story, you can. If you had an epiphany about a love note that you shared with somebody, that will be the time to do it. But we're going to stay on topic. With that said, the call is open to our brothers, to our men, if you'd like to say good morning. Good morning. My name is uh, Marcus Campbell. Mia is. You Good know, morning. Thank, thank you all thank so you. much for having me. You're welcome. I hope you'll come back again. Yes, ma'am. Hey, Amen. Get anybody else want to say good morning? Yo, 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 yo. Yo, yo, Good morning, brother. <laughs> any, any other brothers? All right. Any first-time callers? First-time speakers? We don't want to overlook anybody. Going once, going twice, three times, three times in the name of Christ. All right. The, the call is open to anybody that would like to say good morning. Morning, Tan. Good morning, Shell. I just want to tell Mia, girl, way to go. Bring, y'all, come on, bring the, bring your husband onto the line. Way to go. Come on, sis. Start out <laughs> strong. That's what I'm talking about. Welcome. Okay, thank you. I was about to go there with Michelle. Come on. My, I am just so happy. My, my heart is just leaping for joy, you guys. God, I love you. I praise you. He just is amazing, God, y'all. Hey, it's Moxie. It's also good to hear my son-in-law. That is amazing, man. Come on, God. Hey, son-in-law, I didn't realize that. Oh, oh my God, turn up. <laughs> turn up, you feel me? Yes, yes. Anybody else want to say good morning? Good morning to you. Good morning, it's wonderful. Good morning to both of y'all. Good morning, it's wonderful, Wanda. Wonderful. Good morning. <laughs> hey, Tanya. Good morning, it's Jubilant Juliet. Hey, Juju. Good morning, it's Denise. Good morning, Denise. Good morning, Magnificent. Hey, Magnificent. All right, y'all done greeting? 
Okay. Did you say Christopher? Yes, I was invited by Yolanda. Oh, good morning. Welcome. Hopefully you'll come back. I hope my laughter didn't didn't chase you off. <laughs> uh, but good no, morning. Good Thank you. Good morning. Anybody else? All right, the call is open for any if you might if you have a question, if you had a a a God moment, in other words, you had a aha, like oh my God, that's what that is, or oh my God, I remember, or something like that, or if you have a relatable story, um, it just anything related to today's heart share, uh, no pressure, but if you have something, um, now is the time to speak. Hey, Tana Shield, I'll jump back in. And I did have the vision of you falling off the edge of the curb with your hands in your pocket and you're nice and warm, caught off guard. But if you had a friend with you, you would have been able to get help up out the Silver Avenue. So You, you see what I'm talking about? Hey, <clears throat> didn't have no friend. I, 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 you know what? We always called and met up somewhere. So we, we always had somebody to walk with or meet up. Cause you know, we was, we was always meeting up to do something before school. <laughs> but see, <laughs> you were smart. You were on your way to school, not trying to stop at the store or hook up or, you know, get loaded before you get to school, all that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God for Jesus, though. <laughs> but grace share. I text you the uh, the scripture as well. Thank you, KT. Yeah. So I was laughing with you because seventh grade for me, trying to be cute, wearing this little lavender dress with some platform heels. I had no business because I had to catch the bus. And my mom said, well, "Won't you put on some tennis shoes until you at least get to school?" No, I'm cute. You got to do the whole thing. Walking up the <laughs> Walking up the hill, the bus coming. I'm trying to get there. Why I slip, y'all? Fail. Like so, I couldn't get up because you know when you got <laughs> when you were telling that story, I was like I didn't have no friends with me because I was meeting my friends at the school. I had to go back home and beg my sister to <laughs> take me to school anyway. But I still made it to school. I just couldn't wear that dress because it was money. <laughs> so that just made me think about that. Um, should have listened to my mama. But when you were talking about Israel's song, oh, my God, I love him, and I understand, because two major points in my life, when I was 18 and I lost my son, Demetrius, um, you know, stillborn, he re he revealed himself to me then as my friend, so I didn't lose my mind at 18 when the mean church folks was telling me that I lost my baby because I got pregnant at 18. So that was the first mm -hmm. real encounter of him being a friend to me to help me get through that. And then in 95, after having a list, the same thing, these near-death experience for me is when he really shows me, because if the enemy had had his way, when I coded and they told my mom to prepare for my funeral, again, he showed up and I really had an encounter and I've shared it before with him. So I'm like Israel, I know without a shadow of a doubt, because when you said, who is he, he's mindful of us. Thank you, Jesus, that he was so mindful of me that he's kept me time and time again when I shouldn't be here. So I'm just grateful for you. And I'm I'm just glad I love, I'm glad that that we're together. And they didn't have backpacks back in, okay, I'm going to go on mute. You got to have backpacks. 
oh man, somebody had mercy on us and 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 created backpacks, and now they got all kind of every kind of backpack you can think of. Anybody else have a have a moment um, or have a question or um, you have a point in the lesson in which um, you know it it helped you to think some think about something differently. Hey Tan, this is um this is Jubilant. Hey uh, you. Listen, when you were telling us about that code, that's I was like, we like, do we? <laughs> it was almost like we were twins because that was that was how I was with my code. Because they used to talk mm-hmm. about my legs a lot, right? So mm-hmm. um, I got so self conscious that I always had those three quarter inch coats, right? I was, yes. I, I took time to spend money on these coats, right, <laughs> to cover myself. Um, but I tell you one time though, like you're talking about being a shield. One time that coat saved me because I was I was walking home one time. Um, one time it was like late at night for my job. Couldn't get nobody. The bus wasn't running. Couldn't get nobody to pick me up. So I'm walking, and this guy saw me. And you know, first he's across the street. I said hello, and I kept going. Next thing I know, he's behind me. And because I had mm. this coat, I was able to put my finger in my pocket and made him think I had a gun. And he left me. <laughs> Thank the Lord. But moving forward, when, it, when you know, when we think about the Lord, um, for I can be in my friend, because I was a loner for most of my childhood um he you know i always heard his voice right i didn't know who he was but you know he was always warning me about stuff or you know um telling me not to do this or if i did something wrong he was that conscious like oh you did something wrong you need to you need to check yourself make that right and you know um at that time i just looked i you know we thought i didn't know it was the holy spirit but when i became a christian then he reintroduced himself. It was like, I was there all the time. <laughs> that was me talking to you all the time. I was that, you know, that voice. I was that one that kept you out of trouble. And it was just so good to, you know, to to have been reintroduced to my friend who had been with me all the time. So I just wanted to say that. Yeah, I, that reminds me of that song. He was there all the time. He was there. All the time, waiting patiently with me in mind. He was there all the time. I don't know if that's the melody of it. That's what I made up, but whatever. I just remember. I remember that song, and it also it also helps. It also makes me remember remember this, or helps me to acknowledge this. The 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 way that I grew up thinking. I grew up thinking that God didn't love me until I accepted him as my personal savior. Well, that's not true. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son and whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. That's the word of God, St. John three sixteen, right? So he loved me even before I accepted Jesus, right? He, he, he loved me even before I was born. He he loved me before I was a thought. He's always loved me, always will. Which means when you love somebody, you communicate with them. You you send them messages, love notes. You wink at them. You make ways for them. You do secret things for them. I believe that God does that those things for us throughout our lifetime. 
That's what I believe. We come into fellowship with him and are able to have relationship with him once we make the choice to invite him in our life because we want to have a relationship with him, not because we're trying to pimp him out of something, not because we're trying to manipulate him, not because we're trying to use him as a sugar daddy or or sugar mama or whatever the guys call it, not not because of those reasons. I, I love God. I told I, one of the things I said to my children last night was that I have I'm a grown woman. I um I have access to my own place. I can come and go without anybody's permission. I can uh, consume whatever I'd like. I can see whoever I'd like at any time, day or night. I'm keeping it G-rated, right? Because I'm a whole entire woman. Nothing artificial about me. Uh, nothing, you know, I have emotions, I have feelings, all of that stuff. But I make the choice to honor God with my life because I love him. Not because he, hands, he has me under constraints. I love God. And because I love him and we're friends, I never want to do anything intentionally that offends him, that causes him to be sad. My grandson said, God can be sad. Yeah, yeah. We're we're warned not to grieve the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is God within us. So I never, ever want to do that. I know God will forgive me. I'm confident of that. But I never want that conviction, that condemnation. I'll have to battle between condemnation and conviction and, and getting past the willful sin that I committed. I don't, it's, it, it ain't worth it to me. I know that's not proper English, but it's just it's not worth it to me. So I make the choice. I don't think myself better than anybody else because given the right set of circumstances, the right time, the right person, the right opportunity or the right thing, I'll blow it. At a weak moment, I'll blow it. I'm telling you, with my saved, sanctified, love Jesus sound, I will blow it. But because he's my friend, because I value our relationship, I want to be one of the ones he can depend on. Me. That's no judgment against anybody else. I'm talking about Tanya. Any any comments, any questions, anybody need clarity? Mm-hmm. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Thank you. I heard two. Hold on one second. I think I heard magnificent and I heard wonderful. Is that right? Yes, ma'am. Yeah. And I'll let her go. And somebody, oh, go ahead, go ahead, one, uh, uh, magnificent, please. Good morning. Thank you. So I have visuals of you in that coat. First of all, I thought you went to Portola because we have Portola or Portola in Southern California as well. So I'm, I'm like, what? Portola? Never thought of it that way. <laughs> Uh, number two, um, uh, yeah, I have visuals of you in that coat, but for some reason I'm seeing it like, remember the big fluffy coat that I had on um, at the gala the other night? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's like it reminds you of a sheep. So I'm seeing you rolling around on the ground like a sheep. You know how sheep, <laughs> their wool is so heavy, they can't roll over. And I'm seeing you down there like one of God's sheep stuck, sis. That was a, a, a visual that, I, that came to me. The other coat story. I think I have a coat of. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I'm seeing you down there rolling around. Can't get up. Oh, you're so precious. I just see your beautiful self. Um, let's see. Um, 
the coat. Okay. So I thought I was cute at school and my coat too. Oh, one other thing. We, yeah, we used to pass notes furiously in school. Um, and I still have some of the notes from high school that turned, our notes turned into letters. So I'm going to dig up. I have a box full of notes wow. and letters. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to Fairfax High School in, in LA. I went to a few different ones, but this one was my my second high school up off Melrose Boulevard. Um, I had on one of my aunt's coats that had suede and leather and and rabbit fur, and I thought I was cute, honey. And you know how the boys always clowning, so I'm walking down the. <laughs> walking down the stairs, you know, doing passing period, and a brother named Mark, Captain, look at her with her Get Christy Love coat on. And the whole hallway just bust out laughing. Uh, needless to say, I, I didn't wear that coat anymore. Friends, um, on the way going to school, um, one of my other fond memories of going to school was, like you said, you need friends. So Junie was, um, well, the okay, I moved high schools on our went to uh, manual arts high school in south central la and coming home and there used to be a bunch of old men sitting out on the street and they would do cat calls and you know say kind of make me uncomfortable walking past them so i told junie and some of the guys from the football um team and uh so junie was like i'll come pick you up in the morning and we walk home together or whatever but he would stop at the corner my house was like three or four blocks from the corner he would call me i'm leaving get to the corner and whistle and I would come out and we would walk to school together so that was a blessing of having a friend and the protection of friends I'm known to be um I know a bunch of bunch of people I connect with people um kind of easily I want to give um love and sort of like in memories during the holiday season we've lost so many loved ones one of my friends Howard Parker who was of the 100 black men uh, we went to church together he taught me how to network and to communicate and connect with people. So I can do that pretty well, work the room and connect with people superficially, though. But that's, that's a difference than um, having a real, real friend and having a friend of God. And he told me that um, he was my friend. And so how my journey to sanctification, he, you know, God said, come out from among them. I think I was a young adult by this time. And I was always waiting for my friends to go to Bible study with me. I would like pick them up. I was like, come on, let's go. They always had excuses, reasons. We used to you know, be drinking and smoking weed and stuff, but I still had this pull to um, get closer and know more about God, and they just, you know, were fake and not show up. And then I don't know one thing, God got the revelation, I call it epiphany, that God said, um, you was born by yourself, you're going to die by yourself, so you better get going. So I started going and doing, um, developing my relationship with God without them, and um, so he will sacrifice, uh, separate you and consecrate me. And he started to se se separate me and consecrate me. And I'm grateful for that because um, I don't have a lot of friends, but I do have some of the same quality friends. And I'm, I'm, of course, I'm here in the Bay Area by myself, but I have a lot of people I know. It's different than having real, real friends that you can connect with and be open and honest with. And I do have some of those, but I'm looking for um the seasons and there's transitions i'm looking for um for continue to develop those type of relationships with new folks my declare victory family you know who you are i'm not gonna say no names love you all thank you for your uh, share thank you magnificent thank you magnificent and for that uh, detailed description of me being a little precious little lamb rolling around on the ground i appreciate it. <laughs> uh wonderful go ahead Good morning. 
this wonderful Wanda. Again, thank you for your declaration. And um, I don't know, you shared a lot of good stuff. I, I can relate to a lot of different things. One one thing that popped out for me was that um, I, I see now why I struggled so much with the whole God concept as a kid. And it was mainly because it wasn't really taught in my home. Um, we were mainly forced to go to church without my parents. And it was a Lutheran church. Um, and I, I still don't understand what Lutheran is. I never looked into it, but I, I, it was all, it was based on fear. Um, and I remember, I remember, you know, when you started talking about your coat and you falling and you cried, it's like I teared up and I, I questioned myself. It's like, why are you crying? And it's like, I was crying because you were crying. And then I was crying because it brought up something that I had totally forgot about, um, two different things. Um, I'm from Chicago, and a wind chill was like 30 miles an hour on any given day. And you would, we would have to walk to school in four to five feet of snow, um, mm. lifting your legs up high and just walking through that snow. And the wind was blowing one day, and I was about probably 60 pounds wet, and the wind blew me into a cyclone fence. Oh, my God. And I was so I was so little that I could not get off the fence. I could not pull my body weight off. And kids would like it happened on more than one occasion. Kids would like tease me and make fun of me. Um, and I had this best friend named Angela Wilson. She would always uh, be my protector. Um, and and so I remember that, and it was. My childhood is painful for me. I didn't. Mm. I didn't have a happy, fun childhood. It was painful, and I, it doesn't matter how much work I've done as an adult to to get through all of the traumatic experiences. When I look back, it's it's painful memories. Um, I remember one day in my first year of high school, me and a few of my friends that went to grade school together, we were all at different high schools and we all decided that we were gonna wear dresses that day. And we wore dresses and we all had five dollars and bought some a five dollar bag of weed. And we was gonna skip class and hook up and meet and go get high. And um I remember this guy's brother that was at my school offered me a ride. And and I I remember all my life my mom instilled fear me about God. She instilled fear me about going to hell. She talked about keep your dress down and your drawers up. She talked about the birds and the bees. She talked about don't talk to strangers. Don't get in nobody's car. And I got in this man's car and I got assaulted. And um molested and and it was the one of the worst days of my life um it was the downfall to my 
my um, demise that I had. I, I dropped out of, ended up dropping out of high school and, you know, um, some other bad things happened. But I, and the reason why I'm saying it, I'm talking about it, is because for so long I haven't talked about it because of how painful it is. I've, I've like, buried it. And so when things come up on the talk with, with a, in a meeting or like we're doing right now, and God touch my heart and tell me to open my mouth, then that's what I do because I know that I'm helping myself, and I don't know who else that, that I might help by sharing what I'm sharing right now. But, um, yeah, I got a lot out of your share this morning. So, I'm um, so I'm going to get off the phone because I'm sorry, client. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you, for, thank you for your transparency, Wanda. That, thank you for trusting us with that level of vulnerability. Um, and, you know, I just pray that your friend, God, continues to reveal his love to you. Uh, interestingly, I was talking with somebody the other day, and they said, you know, and they, they were talking to me. You don't need to do anything. You need to allow the Holy Spirit to do it. And so I want to share that with you in love. You've done the work. You've done all that you know to do. Now allow your friend, the Holy Spirit, which is God within us, to do the rest of the work, which is the healing so it's not so painful for you. But, again, thank you for sharing that. I really appreciate you being that transparent, and I pray that it did help somebody or it does help somebody in the future on the playback. Anybody else want to share anything related to the heart, heart share this morning? No? Okay. Well, listen, it's 7.33. I'm going to give you guys some time back. Uh, today is Thursday, the, December the 14th. We have a few more days until Christmas. Uh, and the new year, um, perhaps this will be a really good time for you to start doing some reflecting on um, your friendship, your relationship with God, um, your relationship with those that are around you, and um, praying that you have a wonderful day today. Don't forget tonight, uh, Sister Lisa Porter will be uh, facilitating the women's uh, class tonight. So if you're available, women. Uh, make sure same call, same same call in number, and they have an amazing book that they're using. So, with that said, we're going to go ahead and end the call. Thank you for your time. I appreciate. It. Everybody have a great rest of the day. God bless you all. Declare victory today. God bless you. See you at six. Have a blessed day, everybody.